Pickaxe. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Hey guys, it's Jamie Evans, one half of the hosting team behind the Video Game Movie Podcast. Unfortunately, my co-host and the brains behind the operation, Rory, is not well this week, um, to a point where he literally could not record. He tried everything he really did, guys, uh, but it just was not feasible. Like, the poor guy needs bed rest. Like, he's he's not doing well. Uh not that he's like dying or anything like i just realized i probably gave like the wrong uh the wrong impression there um he's it's just a cold kind of thing not covid or anything but he he needed time in bed really um plus you know i didn't want him over here infecting me with the shit so hopefully he's over there you know taking some green herb trying to trying to recover also fyi in case like the cops are listening or something green herb is a video game reference i do not mean marijuana in the meantime we didn't want to leave you guys with no content whatsoever so although unfortunately we can't bring you the sonic the hedgehog episode this weekend that we promised that will be next week I promise, don't worry about it. In the meantime, I thought I would talk about a little oddity that's not technically a video game film, but is a film tangentially related to video game. So I'm not sure if we were going to cover it here or not, but I don't think Rory's seen it. Uh, and that is a little lost gem known as Wesker's Report. Now, I don't know if any of you guys are hardcore Resident Evil fans in our audience. Um, if you're not, you might not know that this even exists. Wesker's Report was a special limited edition CGI... I guess you'd call it a film. It, it wasn't feature length. I think it's like 30 minutes long. That was released by Capcom in limited numbers as a bonus disc with the special edition of Resident Evil Code Veronica X, the best Resident Evil game. People who think 4 is the best are basic. Um, and it's an interesting little thing, because what this DVD does, for anyone who uh, hasn't seen it, is it basically ties together the plots of the first four Resident Evil games, 1, 2, 3, and Code Veronica. Because obviously Code Veronica, spoiler alert for a game that's over 20 years old, has this big twist where it turns out that Albert Wesker is still alive after we saw him die at the hands of the tyrant in the first game. And what's Wesker's explanation for why he's still alive? Well, 
Did you know he merely allowed himself to be stabbed by a tyrant? Because apparently the virus that he was given by William Birkin, which is a special prototype virus, unspecified in the DVD itself, um, in order to activate it and give him his superpowers that he has from Code Veronica onwards, he's got to die. Now, he could have done this by, you know shooting himself in the head or hanging himself or i just think there's probably much less painful ways to fake your death than getting eviscerated by a tyrant you know what i'm saying but anyway more or less the dvd does quite a good job of tying together plots that at the time seemed a little bit random it mostly uh, is made up of in-game footage from Resident Evil 1, the original one, so we're not talking the gorgeous 2002 remake, which, BT-Dob, still holds up today uh, if you play the HD remastered version, but to be honest, I think the actual original version, the 2002 one, on GameCube still holds up. But we're talking original 1996 Lego block graphics of Resident Evil. Um, so you get to enjoy much of the glorious original Resident Evil voice acting. There's lots of, no, don't open that door. And so you're just a slave of Umbrella along with these virus monsters. Um, so that's fun. So the game presentation-wise has aged a little bit. Um, it's got Richard Waugh voicing Albert Wesker. That makes sense. He's the same guy who voiced him in Code Veronica. It's a little ham-fisted, but let's be honest, Wesker has always been a little bit ham-fisted. He's a very pantomime villain. You know, obviously there's the original. Richard Waugh is very like... I despise Chris. Ha, ha, ha. And even DC Douglas. Like, I like DC Douglas's portrayal of Wesker. But even that's kind of hammy when he's all like, Ouroboros will be released into the atmosphere, ensuring complete global saturation. Do you know what I mean? It's a very hammy character. Anyway. What's interesting about Wesker's report is... I don't think, I could be wrong, and Rory might correct me if he were here, I don't think any franchise had ever done anything like that before, where they had released a special DVD to explain what happened in between the games. Um, but it was, at the time, it was this incredible DVD, um, because Resident Evil was a bit of a weird... Resident Evil's always been a bit of a weird franchise in that a good 50% of its storyline doesn't actually occur in the games. It occurs in supplemental material that Capcom release. And this DVD did a good job of tying together these first four games that at first didn't even seem that related. Like, you went from Chris and Jill in a mansion to Leon and Claire in the city, the only real connection being that um, Claire is Chris's sister... Then three, you had Jill Valentine again, but it was like, well, where's Chris and Barry gone? They're in Europe, what do you mean? And then Code Veronica suddenly, Wesker's back. Well, this DVD did a good job, despite, you know, it asked you to suspend your disbelief, i.e., why would a man fake his death by being eviscerated by a tyrant? And it tied it together into a plot that actually sounded pretty good. Unfortunately, over the years, a lot of elements from Wesker's report, which at the time was definitely 100% considered canon by Capcom and by the fan base, 
subsequent games have actually decanonized a lot of probably all of actually Wesker's report for example um I suppose they haven't decanonized this he did get the prototype virus from William Birkin still but we later learned in Resident Evil 5 that that wasn't just getting it from Birkin. He'd been told to be given that by Oswell Spencer as part of the Wesker Children program. I still don't quite know at what point Alex Wesker fits into all of this. Because as we know from Resident Evil Revelations 2, Alex Wesker did meet Albert Wesker at one point. All I can assume is that he was unaware of who she was. The, the main bit that's been decanonized is that at the end of the DVD... Wesker says that he has custody of Sherry Birkin. He's kidnapped her and locked her up. And the literal last words of the DVD, I believe, are it's an image of Sherry being locked in a jail cell. And he says, there's something about this little girl. And it was like, cool, that's awesome, man. And I remember when the trailers came out for Resident Evil 5 and they showed you a woman in a cylinder filled with liquid and she was blonde and i assumed that was going to be sherry birkin because of wesker's report and i do wonder if perhaps it was planned to be originally because to my mind being a writer it's always made more narrative sense that five you should play as chris and jill not that i hate sheva sheva's a fine character but if it's the game where you're going to kill wesker and close the main story arc off Shouldn't he face off against the two heroes who defeated him in the first place? Um, it's quite interesting that they've always played it as him and Chris have this rivalry. He very much blames Chris for what happened in the mansion. But I always play Resident Evil 1 as Jill Valentine. Um, I have played it as Chris a few times. But I think Jill has the more interesting storyline. Because you've got the whole um, double agent thing with Barry going on. Anyway, I do wonder if that was meant to be the plan, but then due to the racism backlash that Resident Evil 5 got when it was announced, I wonder if they changed their plans. Because I do remember Resident Evil 5 had a huge gap, huge, between its, its reveal trailer and the game actually coming out. I think it might have been like two years, although that might be my memory distorting it. I definitely know it was a much longer gap than Resident Evil 6 had, because I remember when Resident Evil 6 first got announced, and then it showed you the release date was later that same year, and I was just like, no way. What are you talking about? It can't be. Um, but yeah, that's Wesker's report. It's it's not something I can recommend to anyone who's not a hardcore Resident Evil fan because you just wouldn't get anything out of it. Most most of it's been decanonized by now, as I said. But if you're a hardcore Resident Evil fan, like a collector or something like that, it's definitely worth checking out. I'm fairly positive that the whole thing has been uploaded to YouTube for free. You can just search Wesker's Report. There is also a Wesker's Report 2, which was a written document that came with, I believe, Resident Evil 0? But I could be wrong on that, or it might have been Umbrella Chronicles. I could be wrong, I'm, I apologise. But that was... No, no, it must have been the remake. Because that deals with Lisa Trevor's role in the narrative. It's very interesting. And there is even a version of that online for free on YouTube. Where DC Douglas kindly recorded it. 
and narrated it in character as Wesker. So there you go. If you're a hardcore Resident Evil fan, there's a nice little bit of a, a little bit of a hidden gem for you. I don't even know if this episode's going to come out. Um, I don't know what Rory wants to do with the whole missing week thing. So I just thought I'd record this just in case we didn't want you guys to go without anything for a week. Um, it was either this or me lay out a whole bunch of controversial opinions about video games. Which is that they... they uh, I have weird opinions on games. Let's just put it that way. I'm playing Elden Ring at the minute in between all the work I do. Um, and I'm enjoying it more than I've enjoyed previous Dark Souls games because I'm not I'm not into the whole Soulsborne thing. Um, I, I find them too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm a strictly easy mode gamer, I have to admit. Anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Please do follow us on Twitter. Please join the Discord. And by the way, guys, feel free to write in to us with questions or anything like that that you want answering. You want to get our opinions on anything related to video game movies because I think we're planning on doing a fan mail response episode at some point I've done those before in previous podcasts they're usually quite fun so please do make contact with us all wish Rory better for me and we will be back next week to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog goodbye <laughs>